Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome back to Next Generation School's podcast. And this is podcast number four. In today's podcast, we are going to be looking at all things KG, which means you're stuck with me for the entire podcast. Today, the special guest is myself, Miss Latoya Benjamin, and I'm just going to be talking you through some of the stages of preparation for um, students entering the early years, talking about routines and structures, and also the development skills that we look for when we're having a child in the early years here at Next Generations. So in case you missed the first podcast, my name is Miss Latoya Benjamin. I'm the principal of pre-K to grade one here at Next Generation School, and so I'm going to be just sharing from my own experiences here at Next Generation School, as well as other experiences being in the early years, all things that I've learned and experiences that we've gone through to really help students to in and seamlessly integrate into the classroom and build a love for learning. At the end, I'm hopefully gonna be able to share some insights and some tips for parents also, because I know some parents are anxious when transitioning their child into school, but fear not, I'm here to help you inshallah and prepare you for your child if they're starting school in September. Okay, so before I get into any specifics about what it actually looks like in the classroom, kind of what we do and our expectations, I'll talk you up through a bit about who we are as a school. So we do follow the New York State learning standards across the school from K through 10, but really in the early years, we're looking at building that solid foundation where it's academics, but also very important, we're looking at that social and emotional, physical, several other aspects as well. So I'm gonna kind of touch on that first so we can just get a deeper understanding of what it means to be in the early years and what learning looks like in the early years. So two of the key skills or areas of development that parents always seem to ask about is literacy and numeracy. And I completely get that because those are two of the foundation skills that students need as they move through their educational journey. However, there are a lot more areas that we focus on because a child is so much more than just that. So here when we're looking at literacy development, we're really talking about promoting those early reading skills and writing abilities. So we're looking at engaging students in those, those phonemic awareness and letter recognition activities so we can kind of start building that solid foundation. We are looking at encouraging kids kind of to explore books and listen to stories and read aloud with their teachers and with other people coming to the classroom and engage them in early or pre-writing experiences. So we try and implement in all of our learning areas opportunities for students to begin writing. So learning that writing has meaning and expressing that meaning through writing. But really, we're trying to foster that love for reading, that love of writing and understanding of print concepts. When we're looking at those numeracy skills, we're kind of talking about developing students' understanding of numbers and counting and kind of those basic mathematical concepts. And we do this a lot through engaging hands-on activities and we do it through games and providing students with a variety of manipulatives so they can explore those early math topics such as shapes or patterns. And through the development of numeracy skills, it's also promoting those critical thinking skills. These are the foundation stages of critical thinking and problem solving. And these are skills that they're not only gonna need in their educational life, but they're also gonna need just being in the world around them. So like I was saying, a lot of emphasis is put on the literacy and numeracy parts of, of academics, but really in the early years, we should really be looking at that social and emotional, physical development, uh, cognitive skills, creative expression. All of these are so vital to developing a whole child. And this, these are things that we really focus on in our early years department. So for our social and emotional, we really see the importance of our students having opportunities to develop positive relationships with their peers, 
um, being self-aware and also being able to self-regulate. We know that kids at this age, they're young and they think the world revolves around them and it's only about them. But when they enter the school, this is an opportunity them to start to really understand who they are and how they kind of fit in that classroom environment and how they, they contribute to the classroom community. So these are kind of those social skills and emotional skills we try to help students to develop. But also along with that, them understanding the the empathy path aspect of it and then the cooperation with others and a lot of conflict resolution happens in kindergarten it's not of course um anything major but these are the beginning stages of the students understanding how to navigate um other people's feelings and other people's space and how to accept what others are doing and having others accept what you're doing as well so these are all skills that we really have to foster in the early years. We need to look at the physical development side also. So while social and emotional are important, the physical development is becoming even more important than even 10 years ago. So we know with the invention of tablets and devices and iPads, our kids are really being immersed into the online world and they're not up and active as they used to be. And we see it when it comes to their gross motor development that it has been impacted and we find kids aren't able to do just the simple things they used to do where they're having high-end-eye coordination, able to catch and throw. And so this is an area of focus for us where we're really looking at developing those skills and helping students to be really aware of their bodies, those key gross motor skills. With our curriculum also, we really look at nurturing the cognitive development side. So we try and find opportunities through our inquiry-based model where kids have that time to explore and problem solve and kind of build that curiosity. So not only do we do that within the curriculum, but also the setting of our classroom is designed so those skills naturally are developed and students have that time to have hands-on activities where they investigate and they experiment with their friends and develop those critical thinking and reasoning skills. And one that I think is also really important that I, I don't know if we speak about enough is kind of that creative expression. So here we use a lot of dramatic arts and we use visual arts as another medium for students to express themselves. Being in a school with a population of students, English isn't always the first language. It's really important that we provide those opportunities where students have other modes and mediums to express themselves. So we try to find every opportunity possible where students can express themselves through the arts. And that's why in our classrooms, we have a designated art area as well as a role play area because these are key to help students to progress and be successful. So by the curriculum focusing on all those areas, we're really looking at providing that well-rounded education that kind of addresses the diverse needs of all the students that come into our school. But when we're looking at transitioning students into a school, we have to look at also kind of those routines and structures that have to be in place to set them up for success not only in the classroom, but also at home. So I'm gonna first just touch on a bit what it looks like in the classroom, and I'm gonna share some tips also for parents of what can be implemented at home to start preparing them as they move into their new educational setting. So I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers, but there is an importance on students having some kind of structure or system in place because it does give kids a sense of stability and a sense of security and predictability, knowing what's gonna come next. I know there are some philosophies that are completely against this and say that kids should be free and allowed to roam all day. While I do agree with that as well, I do think there's room for a little bit of both. And that's kind of what we try and do here as well. So in order to prepare students when they first come into school, we make sure that there is 
some kind of scheduling in place so that students know when we come in, these are some of the things that we're gonna do and how our day is gonna look. So when they first come in, they have the opportunity to explore the different areas, meet with their classmates the next day, talk about what they did on the weekend, share their experiences, and just give it the time to get comfortable in the classroom. And then from there, we kind of move into like a carpet time where teachers get to ask students questions and hear their thinkings and understand their emotions for the day and see if there's anything that they want the class to know and really get the class community together to, to spend some time with one another. From there, we kind of look at the schedule for the day. So kind of having the kids prepared for, okay, so I do know that I'm gonna have some time with math. I'm gonna have a break. I'm gonna have some time in PE. Giving them some kind of visual timetable of these are the things that we're gonna, we're gonna do today. Maybe not necessarily in this order, but just so kids know what to expect throughout the day. Sometimes kids can't function as well when they have no clue what's expected or what's next to come. And that could cause some behavioral concerns. So it's important that we do set kids up for success knowing what's to be coming next. Really laying some good classroom rules is important for the consistency of students in terms of behavior management again, and students knowing what is acceptable and what is appropriate in a classroom. We know that at home, kids have different rules and there are different expectations. And then when they come into the school, they also are learning now that there are different rules, of course, that are age appropriate, but, and there are different expectations for them. So we're looking at having kids raising their hands or taking turns, um, using kind words, and especially personal space. This is, this is a big one that we focus on in the early years. So really reinforcing these rules and being consistent is teaching kids all about what it means to be in a classroom and what it means to be in a school and what it looks like and how it's different from being at home. So really through all this, what we're actually trying to do is really establish that welcoming and warm atmosphere, kind of setting the tone for the day and for what this classroom environment is always gonna feel like. So we want kids that when they come to school, they are excited. We want to build the love for learning. That is what I truly believe is our goal in the early years. They have a number of years where they're going to be in school and it's important that we show them how amazing school could be and how great learning really is. So while we're doing all of this in the school, we're setting up these routines, these structures and talking about what curriculum looks like. One thing that's so important for us here at Next Generation School is really fostering that effective parent-school collaboration and really creating this environment where parents feel like they can come and speak to us and we are gonna be speaking to them about their child as well. It needs to be open communication for the betterment of all the students. When we're talking about these open lines of communication, we find it's important to share information with parents. We know that they're your babies, they're young, you're thinking about them, what are they doing all day? Are they okay? Do they need food? We know what parents are going through. So it's really important for us, those lines of communication are clear so we use things like newsletters every week so that parents can see pictures of what kids are doing. They have a clear idea of what they're gonna be learning, any field trips that are coming up. We want parents to be well-informed, to make sure they feel settled, knowing that their child's with us, their child's well taken care of. We also use emails and we use our Seesaw platform to have regular communication with parents because that is vital in this child's success. Along with that, throughout the year, we do try and host some parent workshops, so no need to worry. There are going to be many opportunities where you get to come into the school, you get to see us, you get to see our classrooms, how the students experience learning, and we try and provide workshops where we can teach parents how to take the skills that we use in the classroom and easily implement them at home so they can continue to develop these skills for their own children. A child starting school is not easy for anyone. It's not easy for the child, and it's not easy for the parents. But fear not, 
we have some great suggestions for you of how to get your child ready for starting school. So I know many parents, they're either new parents or they have young children they're sending off to school. I know there's so many questions going through your mind. I know many parents coming to me, even before school, emailing me, asking me, what can I do to get my child ready for school? And this is a very valid question. I think it's actually a great question because the parents helping us only allows us to help the child, which only in the end helps to, and benefits that child. So one of the first things I would say is probably establishing a routine at home. So generally before kids come into the early years, they're home all day, they kind of roam about as they please, they play with their toys and they have their own schedule. But really as you prepare them to come into school, it's important that you kind of adjust that structure for them and get them and their minds ready and understanding that they are going to be going to school every day. So kind of what that looks like is having them start waking up early. So about a month, three weeks before school, start getting them up a little bit earlier. I know parents, that means you gotta get up a little bit earlier, I'm sorry, but we are preparing them for entering school. Entering school. But have them get up early, have them eat their breakfast, prepare, brush their teeth, get their clothes ready, just do simple things so that they know that there's kind of a system in place before they get to school. Um, you could talk about with your child about them getting dressed by themselves because we want to start building that independence, them helping pack their backpacks, even if they're not going to school yet, just preparing them. All these things are going to help kind of get them mentally prepared for moving into school, but also get them really excited, really excited about coming to school and their new journey. I know this one I'm going to speak about is sometimes difficult for parents because I know they're your little babies. But really, it's important that we start fostering that sense of independence. At the early stages, when they come into school, this is when they're really looking at developing the skill of independence and building their own self-confidence and being resilient and reliant on themselves. So some of the ways you can do this at home when you're preparing them for school is really getting them to take responsibility for their own things. So like putting away their own toys or maybe opening a bottle that's easy enough to open, maybe getting their own utensils when they're gonna eat dinner. These are all things that kind of the beginning stages of teaching independence and preparation for joining school. Another thing that can be done is working on developing those social skills, really having your children have the opportunity to speak. I know, I know you're probably saying my child speaks enough at home, I hear enough, but really that is so important for a child coming into school. And if it at all possible, maybe you can arrange play dates or have them in a group activity or some kind of club, take them to the park to engage with other kids. All of this is so important when preparing them to come to school. With these experiences, they learn about taking turns, they learn about sharing, and again, what's really important, they learn about communicating with others. And these are all life skills that they're gonna be continuing to work through as they move through their educational journey. At this age, they have tiny hands and tiny fingers. And so really we need to start developing those fine motor skills. And so at school, we do a ton of it, but at home, it's actually something really easy and simple that you can do with your child also to help them prepare. So you can give them writing utensils. I wouldn't suggest giving them pencils just yet. Their hands are really tiny. They haven't formed well enough to hold pencils, but I would say giving them chunky crayons and giving them markers and allow them to scribble and color and paint if possible. Um, giving them scissors, they definitely need to start practicing cutting. I know moms and dads, you're worried, you're scared, you're nervous, but we have to teach them how to use scissors responsibly. So give them scissors, sit beside them, give them some scrap paper, allow them to cut away to their heart's content. 
but it will really help with developing that fine motor skill. And then find any small objects in your home that are safe. Of course, you have to sit with them and allow them to stick them on, glue them on, make a make a picture, anything. But again, that kind of developed their pincher skills and really with threading and all those types of activities really help to develop the fine motor. And when I say use scissors, I mean plastic kid-friendly scissors. Parents, don't stress too much about kids knowing their letters and be able to read words, knowing all their numbers. It's okay. They have lots of time for this. We will do it at school, but at home, really work on those other skills that are great opportunities for you to engage with fun activities with your child. Promoting a love for learning not only happens at school, but also it can happen at home. The only things I ask for parents every year when they ask me, is there homework? Should we do this? Should we? I always say, just read books with your child. Reading is so impactful and has such great benefits that we don't realize. But really, if you spend 15 minutes with your child just reading with them, they would enjoy every bit of it and there are skills that they could take from there that you wouldn't even realize. So even if it's not able to read a book with your child, you can take them to the library, you can take them to a museum, but have that time to kind of really start building that love of learning and that in being inquisitive and exploring and learning. That's what we want to kind of foster. One thing you can expect parents when your child is starting school is that anxiety, that separation anxiety. And a lot of children go through it, but there's no need to worry. It's quite normal, especially if a child has been home with only their parents for the past three, four years. It is quite normal for us to see kids coming in and being really sad, crying for mom and dad. These are all things that are part of that process as a child comes into school. And it's actually funny because sometimes we see parents crying as well. But don't worry, parents, we will take care of them. There is no need to worry. They are our babies as well. But really, in order to start mitigating that, you can really start introducing opportunities where the child is separated from you. So if you have a family member, a cousin, someone that can maybe take the child for a portion of the day and you get to leave them with them, the child kind of gets used to not being with mom and dad. And then when they come to school, it's a little bit easier for them at times um, to transition into full days in school and be away from their caregivers. Well, parents... There is so much more that we could talk about in this podcast, but we only have 30 minutes, so I'm going to keep it short. But don't worry, throughout the year, there'll be more podcasts specific to early years and what the expectations are, what it looks like, and how you as parents can get involved and support your child's educational journey. Again, thank you again for joining our fourth podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.